Good morning, everyone. I'm Daniele Pandolfi, Product Line Manager at Particle Measuring System, and I have today a guest that I would like to introduce himself. Hello, I'm Frank Pandolfi. I'm the Marketing Manager at Particle Measuring Systems, and I'm responsible for sterility assurance and microbiology in our company. So, Frank, we have some uh, questions for you today, and I would like to start asking, what's your opinion about the recent dynamics in the pharmaceutical industry related to the viable monitoring activities? Well, all these dynamics have been generated by the release of the new Annex 1 from the EU GMP about sterile drug manufacturing. This is a very important regula uh, regulation in our industry, in the pharmaceutical market. Um, it depends really about uh, how this new regulation is now applied in the, in, in the market, but there are in this draft, a lot of new aspects inside this uh, document. For example, that in the past a lot of people were following blindly regulations and were just using tables in order to classify and qualify the clean rooms. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, um, the regulators want the pharmaceutical industry to consider scientific uh, approaches, scientific ways of uh, how people should be monitoring in an, in an environment that is critical and critical to the manufacturing of the quality of the drug. I would say a risk-based approach. Yes, absolutely. Um, risk-based approach is one of the main factors that needs to be considered and scientific understanding of the technologies and scientific understanding of the data that is generated so that it can be useful in acting on, uh, on your process. That's a very important aspect. Again, there's an emphasis as well to divide the process of a clean room from classification over qualification and monitoring. Classification of a clean room is only based nowadays on particle yeah. uh, testing. And the qualification is the first time when microbial comes in, data is generated, but for the monitoring aspect, so for the continuous approach on how you uh, monitor a clean room, you need to have data generated throughout your process, and this data will be used as historical data to set your alert and action limits, yeah. and this is now uh, an approach that is clearly defined in the regulation, um, and people cannot get away nowadays to just follow blindly the tables written in the EU GMP annex. So it is clear that pharmaceutical users will need to define their table. There will no more a fixed table that dictate the limit, but each one needs to define their limits. Exactly. It is, it is a process of a risk-based approach, designing your um, contamination control strategy by that and defining the action and alert limits based on historical data and qualification data. So Frank, you just say that the, the upcoming, the draft of the new Annex 1 talks about a continuous monitoring approach. Can you give us some additional explanation? Can you dive a bit into that? There's a lot of confusion about the word continuous assembling at this moment of time. Continuous sampling comes originally from a settle plate, which is considered to put somewhere on a, on a place, open it up and wait until microorganisms settle on this plate. This is a very good method in areas where you have quite some 
important contamination, so a minimum level of contamination, used frequently in hospitals and, and other environments, it is perfect for this to, to have an idea on the quality of the air. But if we come now to critical environments, this methodology is scientifically not sound. We cannot prove and not validate how microorganisms settle on a plate, and we have a lot of false positives generated by the handling of these, uh, these plates. That means, in the end, you don't have actionable data that you generate with this methodology. Nonetheless, this was the starting point of continuous air sampling, and that is the reason why originally this word has been introduced. Nowadays, we have two different options to do continuous monitoring and really create actionable data. So the first methodology would be to stretch the traditional viable active air sampling to the limits. That means taking active air samples for a longer time period and not only for a snapshot of the process. With, for example, sampling on two hours, which is possible with certain products, for example, our biocapsimul use, you will have a full overview of a process of a time spent for two hours. Adding this up for maybe four times, you, you can show a whole manufacturing process has been monitored over a full period of time. This is stretching the traditional methodologies to the limit of what they can do. The second option that you can do is to use real-time testing methodologies. There are methodologies out in the, in the field that can really, on the fly, at the moment of, of, of appearance, um, detect microbiological, biological samples. At the moment of time when you get it, you will be able to act on the line. You can use um, this data to really improve the quality of the line at the moment of time. This is very much in alignment with strategies like PAT and statistical process control. So these are very important strategies for the um, regulatory agencies and must be on the long run something that will be implemented uh, at pharmaceutical manufacturing sites. Unfortunately, this methodology has not the capabilities to do identification of microorganisms. Mm -hmm. So I don't see for this moment of time that one or the other method will replace, will replace each other. Very likely, um, it is the best to use both in a certain, in combination, in, combination, in a risk-based approach, so that you know exactly which data you generate at which place. Interesting. So Frank, based on this discussion, it, it is clear to me that pharmaceutical user will need to reconsider their contamination control strategy in the light of the new Annex 1. What's your advice? What would be the best approach to start this? Pharmaceutical manufacturers nowadays need to have an answer to inspectors when they are asked about the contamination control strategy. They cannot get along any longer with simply following rules from former times where looking into action and alert limits from tables. What is absolutely needed is that the customers have a strategy, that sampling points and data generation is based on risk-based and scientific approaches that generate afterwards actionable data and meaningful data so that the, you can show the process is under control and provides the right quality. So be prepared 
for answering questions on your overall contamination control stra strategy, have the scientific reasons written down and rational, define the right sampling points based on risk-based approaches and uh, related ISO norms, and then I think customers will be set to get through an audit of a regulatory agency. Frank, I really want to thank you for the valuable information you shared with us today. Do you have any closing remarks? Yes, of course. We at Particle Measuring Systems are, have a great team and great products to support you all in developing your contamination control strategy. And I would like to invite you to learn about what our company can do for you in this environment. Thank you.